So usually I like to put a little sample at this part right here to start the episode, let you know what's coming up. We give you a taste of. But right now I felt I need the urge to let you know this may potentially trigger a lot of you out there, whichever way you stand politically. As far as who you might vote for, who you might not vote for, who you don't want in the White House right now, take this with fair warning. The following episode of Something Spectacular is just that, something spectacular. The views and opinions are mine, my own, as well as the guest on this episode. Please don't be triggered, please don't be a pussy, and please don't be easily offended. Otherwise, don't even bother. If you're not a Trump fan or aficionado or if you straight up hate Trump, I'm telling you again, don't bother with this episode. I'm being straight up with you. Otherwise, if you're able to keep an open and clear mind politically speaking, go ahead and enjoy the episode. Something spectacular. Who this, of course. Back for another installment, another edition, another episode. Better yet said, and I had to make sure the visuals were right. I had to make sure the scene was scenic, the landscape is vast, colorful. Well, you know, it's it's an overcast today a little bit. That's, you know, throwing us off a eh, tiny bit. Could have been a little sunnier, brighter. Could have been. More like your disposition, of course, which is uh, <laughs> gleaming, beaming right now. So yeah. sunny. In radiant personality, of course, but without further ado. It's well-deserved. He can't hear it because he refuses to wear my headphones. He wants to wear his own little gimmick things over there. AirPods, allegedly. But, you know, keeping in sense of that. Something spectacular, by the way. On all DSPs, wherever you get your audio format of podcasting from. Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, etc., etc. Just search me right there. Something spectacular, S-P-I. C-T-A-C-U-L-A-R, by the way. So you know that, too. You can't relate, of course, with that terminology. But, you know, still, we relate in the ethnicity cloud that overcast over us right now. As we are in Flushing, Queens, of all places. In a park, undisclosed, a.k.a. Casino Park. It doesn't matter where we are. Because the presence is heavy. Just as right now, mine is, more importantly, yours is. But right now, listen. If I have to be appropriate, if I have to be formal in introducing my guest today here, who deserves all kinds of applauses, you know, nothing short of the right carpet, a proper intro, this guy right here is somebody I know for, oh God, I, I, I've lost track of how long right now, at least 15 years or so going yeah. on now, you know, uh, highs and lows, not so much in the friendship, but like he's been going through stuff at some point, I did too work here, work there, doesn't matter. We all grow up in our own way, shape, and form. Since college, you know, going strong friendship-wise. No disposition, no, sorry, not no disposition, no disagreements per se. Nothing pending, nothing looming like that. But right now, listen, this guy, this guy right here, he's serious business. 
there's no games to play with him. This is the guy I go to as my consultant when it comes to politics. Because like I've said before, made clear before, and I'm so serious about it. I don't talk about that shit on the show. Just because I don't know. And I don't care to know either. I'm honest in that sense too. It doesn't matter to me. Because you know what? You lean too left. You lean too right. You might as well be talking about my cock. Because either way it goes, depending on the morning, which side of bed I wake up on, when I take that morning piss, it's going everywhere it can. So you lean too over here or there, wherever, you're wrong either way. You go deep into that deep end of that pool, you know, proverbially speaking, you're bound to drown in misinformation and in nonsensical facts. You can't substantiate or nothing. You're absolutely right about that. As this guy knows better than anybody, he's my political consultant, my political connect, who I go to. I try to put people onto him via Twitter as far as what he's got to say concerning politics because there's no one better than I know. Not because I got a small circle of friends and confidants, but because there's no one else I would trust on the news, on the radio, podcast, whatever, more than this guy right here. This is I am Mix 24 on Twitter. I am Mix Otherwise on YouTube, wherever you got to go searching. He is the political savvy one. He's a political analyst. He should be. CNBC, MSNBC, CNN, Fox, whoever else. The the What's that one you go to often? The Judge Report, the Drudge Report? Yeah, Drudge Report. Hit him up. Come on. Go to all of them. Why not go to him? Yeah. You know, so goddamn much. I am Mix24 on Twitter, though. Check out his Twitter feed. He knows what he's talking about at this point right now because he's a grown-ass man. He's proud of it. He's from Flushing. And, of course, considering we're in Flushing, Queens, of all places, it's so appropriate for him because how big a piece of shit he is sometimes <laughs> with his attitude, his behavior. Wow. He's like that what, one. What a way to introduce me. Wow. He's like that one piece of shit that just won't flush. It just keeps swirling, swirling down that toilet. Eventually it'll wow. go down, but it won't go down without a fight. Wow. That is the man right there, of course. Wow. I'm proud to give him a round of applause. He can't hear it, of course, because he's, you know. Well, thank you anyway. Prick. Thank you for the applause. I love you, man. Thank You're you like a brother applause, to me. Man. Uh, but, you know, the, the Drudge Report, um, he's been kind of, um, I don't know what's going on with that site, um, but ever since the impeachment uh, period, um, like the, the whole disposition of the site has changed. Mm-hmm. It went from center right. To, to center left, and it's just full blown hysteria from from the impeachment time until even now. I don't know what happened happened between Matt Drudge and Donald Trump uh, because he was very supportive in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was one of the main sites that got Trump over the top, and I'm not sure what happened within the four years. I don't know if they had a falling out or I don't know if Drudge sold the website to another group and it just it's just his name that is you know just remains on the site i don't really know um but yeah he has changed a lot the site has changed a lot i mean i still go on to it mm-hmm. to get news because it does have a lot of information that i use on a regular basis um but yeah he's definitely um has changed over the past four years it's definitely something um noticeable amongst the conservative community would you say he's gotten soft or if he's still there i don't know i keep hearing speculation that um he may have sold the site Mm. i mean the name remains it's kind of like the huffington post okay Okay. um like ariana huffington she founded and ran the huffington post and then she sold it to another group Mm -hmm. so i don't even think she even runs it anymore it just has her name okay huffington post it just has a name 
but I don't think she actually runs the day-to-day operations. I don't know if, if in Drudge's case, if it's the same thing that he may have sold it or something like that. That's, that's the rumor that I'm hearing. Okay. I'm hearing that he has a non-disclosure agreement, which um, prevents him and any other party from, uh, I guess, letting the public know that he sold the site. We may find out after the election. I don't know. That's the speculation. That's the rumor. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, I guess it's just one of those those type of situations. The name is on the site. The namesake is there, but the content um, has changed dramatically over the past, especially uh, 18 months. Okay, okay. So you've so been there long enough to see the change. Absolutely. Uh, definitely has changed. Absolutely. Hmm. No question about it. Does that make your job harder now to do what you do? No, no, not at all. Not you just at have all. to change your sources where you go to, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I got. He's not the only person that I go to. I go to many other sources um, to get my news. And here's the thing. Here's how I actually started with the social media because I had actually, I had actually stopped using social media um, for a long time. Oh, you barely used it. When yeah, I, even when I, I even you know because we known each other for, for about 15 years. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I got onto Facebook around 2007, give or take, you know, yeah, right around that time. And you were and barely I, on. <laughs> even then, you were barely on. Yeah, I mean, I was there, like, for, like, the college years or whatever. But even after that, um, I, I kind of, like, slowed down dramatically. Yeah. People started falling out in favor of me. They they weren't even, like, really, like, talking to me anymore. I remember people getting mad, at least the ones I saw comment-wise, were getting mad. You didn't post anything up ever. That's true. And I mean, when you I, did, it was like, where's more of your stuff? I mean, because I, 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 I really cherished my, my privacy. I didn't really want my business being out there i'm not like these other people that post every single thing that they do (laughs) what they eat what they drink what they cook that their house that where they travel to whatever i'm not really the the type of person that really wanted to expose so much of myself like that i think and yeah i had deleted it uh actually today is seven years since deleting it the day today this, this is um October 11th, as we record in this this um, show. Well, wait a second. How do you but remember that? How would because, you even know that? Because I still have the the original um, the the download mm-hmm. of when I deleted the account. They, they let you like save like your profile and stuff like that onto like a zip file. Oh. Yeah, like you can save your information. I actually still have it. Um, and one of the one of the files somewhere on a, on a computer. I still have it to this day. Um, so you 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 can actually save all your pictures and the and the whole nine yards, all your posts. Everything is saved on the zip file. Oh, and it's, okay. And it's even dated and timed and all of that stuff. I had no clue you could do that. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually seven years to the day. Um, but the reason why I I deleted it and I was off social media for years. I wasn't I wasn't on Twitter. I deleted Facebook and they didn't have an Instagram. They didn't have any of that stuff. And the the reason why was because um, I was working in the corporate world. I was working in in banking and import export and doing all these different things and. I didn't want the, the, the content that I would post on social media um, to be used against me in, in, uh, in a corporate setting. Mm-hmm. And so, so I deleted it way before Trump got involved, before he was even in office or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I deleted it years ago, 2013, so many years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't want that to affect anything. I Even when I had Facebook um, in my old jobs, People used to like friend, like coworkers would like friend each other, right? And I, you know, I would actively like block. <laughs> no, I'm saying I would actively block my coworkers from finding me. Not even lying to you, man. I will, I will get, I'll find their name. Mm-hmm. Oh, this was their profile. Block. 
I get this other person name. This is their profile. <laughs> Block. Boom. Done. Because I didn't want them to be friends with me. And then whatever I post yeah. is used against me. Oh, you said you said such and such thing. And I wasn't even political on really on Facebook. I wasn't no, even political on Facebook. Not at all. This this new Twitter account that I created is is mostly Strictly political, that. but Facebook wasn't really political like that. So I was off it for for many years, um, and then in February, I said, you know what? Let me let me let me um, cross over to the dark side. I just left my corporate job. I was working in a corporate ladder. I was on and off, but I was mostly on the corporate, part time, full time. Um, left corporate America. Thank God. Thank God. Because yeah. I cannot imagine now how how corporate America is post-pandemic. I left pre-pandemic before this whole lockdown and this whole um, situation started. Um, so I did open the account in February of this year. I am not a bot. Nope. nope. And like everyone says, I have 47,000 tweets. And those are all my tweets. Holy shit, you're at that those much are, already? Those are, those are all my tweets. Yeah. Oh, God damn. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Those are all mine. This is, I'm not a bot. I'm a real person that actually mans the account. I'm touching, see? Every, every single tweet that I have posted um, it, it comes from me. Mm. It comes from me. Um, so, yeah, I decided to open the account in February of this year. And it's been one thing after another. It's been very successful. Yeah. Very surprising. Very, I got 25,000 followers so far. Um, I was up to twenty, almost twenty-seven thousand. But you know, YouTube, uh, uh, Twitter, Twitter likes a shadow ban, platform manipulation. It's so obvious. Every conservative voice is saying the same thing. Um, that everyone's losing followers left and right. I lost two thousand before I started coming back. Now, yeah, like yeah. like the past couple of days, I actually gained two hundred. So I'm coming back up a little bit. Steadily, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So I left corporate America, opened up the Twitter account. And I wanted to post, you know, political content. I didn't have a gimmick at first. I was just randomly posting stuff. It was political in nature, but it wasn't to the effect that it is now. Like I'm much, I like I know what I want to do. What 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 the whole gimmick of the of the of my uh, Twitter feed is, mm-hmm. which is posting news, uh, posting commentary, posting my videos. Uh, I think I'm like one of the few people that that post news on a regular basis that actually shows their face. Yeah. And it actually posts uh, videos of myself, you know, live on uh, on Twitter. So well, I'd like to think I had a little influence on that too. No, no, you did. Out. No, you did because yeah. you you've been doing it. You've been doing it for many years. Oh no, not in that realm. I mean, I actually called you out as far as like you know, show your face at least. <laughs> no, but you know the reason why the reason why I didn't initially show my face was because I I I wanted to, I was trying to feel out the platform. I don't want to just come out there and boom, like, hey, this is me, whatever. I wanted to feel it out first. Yeah. Feel Twitter out. I know Twitter has a lot of trolls. Oh, a lot. They're very nasty. I get, listen, uh-huh. I get them on my DMs. They call me all type of different names. I, I, you, should, you should see my DM list. Scroll down. There's pe- pe- person after person after person. We'll have to take a glance a lo- at that. At least show me, I mean. You know, so that'd a be lot, fun. A lot, of, a lot of people DM me all the time, and I love it. I really appreciate it. You know, a lot of support. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of haters, but I delete the haters. But I got a lot of support from you guys. Um, but yeah, once once um, I was a so-called like shit poster. I was like, ah, I'm going to shit post on Twitter and not take it too seriously. Right. But then once I found a gimmick which to like post real time news, I think that's when um, the 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 platform started to grow, and 
obviously twenty five thousand. Should have been at thirty thousand. By now, yeah, I'm surprised. Should have been, but Twitter, you know, it's manipulating. This is the election season. We're in the peak season of it right now. Yeah, we're in the midst of it. This is peak time. What is it, like 20-something days yeah. now to recording? Right? Yeah, so we, we got a ways to go. Not too long now, but no, we got a ways to go. Um, it's really picked up a lot of steam. I'm picking up steam again after falling off. I'm picking up steam again. And on our way to the election, we go. I can't wait. It's going to be interesting to... See what happens on November 3rd and beyond. Yeah. Well, funny enough, you bring that up now because we did just have the second presidential debate canceled. Because yes. it was yes. supposed to be held virtually. I guess yes. spikes in the coronavirus peaked. Yes. So it caused concern, rightfully so. And I guess maybe part of it might be the first one they had, which was kind of a mess. No, I mean, the reason why they canceled it was because President Trump's COVID diagnosis. Remember, he tested positive for corona. Right. He got sick. And then he was sent over to Walter Reed Medical Center for evaluation. They gave him this cocktail of treatment, this Regeneron. He's now pumping. Um, they gave him the remdesivir. They gave him a, a steroid for the lungs. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier this year, early on in the pandemic, he was promoting um, the hydroxychloroquine, which was everyone was trashing it, which hydroxychloroquine was, was, is basically a drug for lupus, mm-hmm. for lupus patients. It was hydroxychloroquine, uh, zinc, and the z pack. And if you use those three in combination, then um, it'll help to get you to recover from the coronavirus in a few days. Um, here's a different cocktail. Whatever, it's fine. Um, you know the media is going to do what they're going to do. Any, anything that the president says, they're going to trash it. But the reason why they canceled it was because of his diagnosis. Okay. Then the, the, the commission, the, the, the um, presidential debating commission... Um, they wanted to change the format to a virtual debate. Right, right. You know, where Steve Scully, who is the, um, who was going to be, he's from C-SPAN, he was going to be the moderator for the second debate. Uh, apparently, he's he was a former Biden intern, mm. so already they're showing a bias. Okay, okay. You know, there is a former Biden intern. Chris Wallace in the first debate, he's from Fox News. He does Fox News Sunday, but the guy's a Democrat. He hates Trump with a passion. Right. And it seemed like Trump was debating Biden and Chris Wallace two, two against one. You know, that's why you saw a lot of the interruptions go on. I thought that the first debate was an absolute atrocity. The worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, I literally almost changed the channel. Really? I was that pissed off. I almost I, I was this close. I was like, you know what? This is ridiculous. This is this is this debate is ridiculous. Hmm. A lot of conservatives don't like it. They 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 don't like me saying this, but I, I hated it. I hated it so much. I hated the interruptions. I'm like, can you just let these guys speak? And both of them were interrupting each other. Let these guys speak. Let Biden say his piece for two minutes. And if Trump doesn't like it, then he's gonna then he'll be able to say his piece for two minutes. Right. And I didn't like the fact that Chris Wallace, the moderator, kept on backing Biden. It was so obvious that it was a double team. No wonder Trump was interrupting Biden the entire time, and it was a disaster. Felt the need debate. to. Yeah, it was. It was, it was a, dis- a disgrace. So, with the second debate, Trump was diagnosed with COVID. Mm-hmm. The, the moderator from C-SPAN, Steve Scully, he comes out on Twitter. Uh, I guess Scaramucci. I don't know what he tweeted, but then Steve Scully responded by saying, "Oh, Scaramucci, um, what do you want me to tell Trump?" Like he literally put that on a tweet. And I actually retweeted that. He's supposed to be a, 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 a moderator for the second debate. He's supposed to be now it's canceled. And 
He's saying this on a live tweet, not on a DM, on a live tweet. <laughs> you think that we're supposed to believe that the Presidential Debate Commission is now um, unbiased? That they're unbiased, they're nonpartisan, they got nothing to do with politics, politics. they don't care about the political parties. Hmm. Um, ridiculous, ridiculous. So they wanted to change it to a virtual debate because of his diagnosis. Right, right. Um, now, sorry, Trump, sorry, to, to, sorry to jump in, but yeah. the virtual debate aspect, is that, would you think that was conveniently enough because he got diagnosed, or was yes. that already in place before he no, got diagnosed? No, I think it was because he got the diagnosis okay. that they had to make the change. So considering eight. he's not 100%, they were doing yeah. that to cater to yeah. him, pretty much. No, they did say that um, he's clear to go. He doesn't have right. any um, virus that'll spread to other people or whatever. He defeated it. I mean, like I would say. like to see a negative test. That because too. As, that of this, as of this point, they have not announced and say, hey, um, President Trump tested negative for corona. They, 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 no one in the media, even the White House, has come out and actually said that, hey, President Trump is tested negative for corona. Like I said, hey, yeah, he's okay to go to, 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 to campaign, and um, he, he's not, he, doesn't, he doesn't have enough virus enough to spread to other people or whatever. Right, right, but right. But only, we only know the language of tested positive or tested negative. Right. You want to right. see if the guy is tested negative. It would help. It would Not be this wordy language, word salad nonsense. Like, just let us know. Did he test negative? Is he, is he testing negative? Is he safe enough to go out onto the campaign trail, meeting the public? Yeah. Um, with, with, a, with a negative test? Like, can you at least tell us that? I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll see um, what happens. He's going to be out tomorrow in Florida, they mm-hmm. say, for another Make America Great Again rally. Great. I'm all for it. I mean, we don't have enough time left. The second debate's been canceled. Um, Biden is apparently doing a town hall with Stephanopoulos, who's, who's another <laughs> Democrat uh, stooge, yeah. a Clinton stooge. He was the press secretary for the Clintons back in the 90s. Okay. So he's yeah. worked with, he, he knows the Clintons well. <laughs> everything is rigged. Like, everything is rigged. It's a rigged system. So he was doing his town hall, and, and then Trump, what I hear, wants to do a town hall um, as well. Okay. On multiple networks, I don't know how that how that'll work out. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But that seems to be the plan. I'm um, going right ahead. I mean, it's not like Trump has a lot of time left. I mean, he, he doesn't have time to sit in isolation for 14 days. He he really has to get back out there. Right, there's not a lot of time left. Do you so, think he really absolutely needs to at this point though, or is it kind of in the bag for him per se? No, he no, it's to. not in the bag. You, even you as a Trump supporter, it's you would say he bag. has to still. And I know I have a pinned tweet that says that you know Trump's going to win in a forty state, forty state landslide and all that other stuff. But as far as having it in the bag now at this rate, no, no, he's got to go back mm. out there. He's got to campaign all of the polls, whether you believe the polls or not. A lot of people say every time I post a poll showing Trump down by five or eight or 12 points or whatever, or one point or whatever it is, everybody says it is fake news. <laughs> it, it, the post is any, – anytime I post um, a tweet out of uh, poll numbers, it gets a lot of comments. It gets a lot of comments. I don't get to read all the comments, unfortunately. But it, <laughs> but it gets a lot of comments. You get a lot, so. No, and people get upset with me. They want to unfollow. And if you want to unfollow, that's fine. It's a free country. Do what you got to do. Kick rocks, whatever. Do what you got to do. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't make up the polls. These are just given to me. This is public information. I just tweet it out. 
You do what you want to do with the information. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so let's say if we believe the polls, if we believe the polls and he's down eight points or whatever it is, or five points or whatever, then, yeah, he's, he's got to go back out there and campaign. Right. He doesn't have time left. Hmm. He's still got about 20 days or whatever days it is left. He don't have time left. Hmm. He's got to go back out there. Oh, makes sense. He's got an election to win. Right. So another concern of mine was obviously when he got diagnosed with or he came himself out with saying that he has it. Well, however it went. I don't remember, to be honest. But I got disturbed, as I'm sure you were, besides being a Trump supporter, just a human being with common sense of how many people came out proudly to say, oh, I'm happy he got it. And then the farther end going as far as saying, oh, I hope he dies because of it. Which to me was stupid because, mm-hmm. okay, you don't agree with him. There's a whole side of the country that doesn't. They're spread yeah. out wherever they are, all that shit. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. But you don't wish death on anybody because, like you said, and like I consent with as well, he never did anything personally to you or me or right. anybody we know for that fact, too. <laughs> right, right. To even merit you want to say you want to see someone die. Right. Because, again, the coronavirus or whatever. Right. I'm sure there's pr- plenty of people that, like, paid witches or join the cult just to pray on oh, Trump's death. I've seen, I've seen the Church of Satan on, on yeah. Twitter. I've seen witches come out and, and, and dance for the death of Trump. I, I've, I've seen all of that all of that footage. Um, it was disgusting. Yeah. Um, th- this is a guy that, you know, these people that are so obsessed, they have an absolute obsession to the point where it's like, kind of like worrisome, like, like, don't you guys have a life? Like, isn't there, like, other things in your life that you can contend with or contend to that, that doesn't have anything to do with the president of the United States? Like, can you just not, like, do you, do you not have it in your heart to just simply wish the man well? Even if you don't like him politically, even if you disagree with his political stances or if you don't like the way how he speaks or whatever it is, don't you just have it in your heart to... Say, hey, there's the president of the United States, leader of the free world. I hope that he does recover. I hope that he does well to get back out on the campaign because you don't want to really defeat a sick president. You know, you want to defeat, that too. you know, yeah. 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 someone that, that has their wits about them. I'm like Biden, he doesn't have his wits about him <laughs> anywhere, but that's a subject for another time. But, you know, at, at the same time, like, wish the man well. He, he's going to him and his wife, because him and his wife tested positive. Right, and Melania too, right. You know, mm-hmm. wish them well. Let him recover. Yeah. And then when he's back on the campaign trail, you can go ahead and, and proceed with your criticisms. But the left, this is the modern-day left. Mm-hmm. They don't stop. They, they, they have so much hatred in their heart. They yeah. don't stop. They continue on with their hatred. They continue on with the division. The, the mockery, the, the insults, they just continue it on 24-7. It just doesn't stop. There's one um, blue check mark, Jennifer Rubin. And Sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah you've probably seen her tweet because she's been out there. The, during the time when President Trump was diagnosed with the coronavirus, he and his wife, mm-hmm. the first lady, Jennifer Rubin was on a massive, and I mean it was a massive tweet storm. One that, just like every few minutes, posting something about Trump. And, and, and I understand that you're a news reporter. You know, that's your job. 
But like every few minutes, not even I, not even I was doing that. <laughs> like not even, not even other normal people were doing that. And I'm sure it wasn't in favor of. Absolutely not. Hmm. She was very nasty. She wanted, she basically wanted the guy to die without saying it. And I retweeted so many people that said that they wanted the president to die. I retweeted those tweets because I wanted my followers to see just how mean and vicious they are. Mm-hmm. Very nasty. No need for it, too, because like you put up on YouTube as well, you don't wish death, simply put, beautiful no, put as well. you don't. On anybody, regardless of what you feel they may have done to you or your country as a whole, yeah. there's no place for it, too, because that just brings bad juju to your life if you believe in that. Overall, it's just really tacky, regardless of where you stand politically, because it's as clear cut as this. Like, you're on the Trump side of things, which is fine to do. Yeah. We're in a free country still. You can do that. Yeah. You don't do it obsessively. Like, no, I've seen no. going through your Twitter, you're not subjected to just tr- pro-Trump everything, blindly believing him. Everything yeah. he says is as good as gold. No, you've criticized, you've pointed yeah. out things obvious things that you know anybody should be able to right i'm not democratic either so this isn't coming from trump supporter Biden supporter no i don't stand with either one right right just right, because right. i'm sure as you've seen growing up too we're from queens both of us born and raised yeah ideally because we're both minorities you would think we'd have to lean automatically towards being dems democratic right because they're supposedly the ones for you they're catered to your needs and et cetera. Et cetera. bill clinton was the first black president and obama <laughs> did it for you too <laughs> Here and there. Oh, I mean, yeah. The scandal, oh, the trouble yeah. he got in would kind of lead to maybe being a black president, you know, yeah. getting head in the Oval Office, which is kind of cool, admittedly. Right. But, right. you know, where's the fault there? I mean, right. he got all And he that. got impeached for that. For what? <laughs> how does that affect my taxes? Or how did that right. affect my parents' taxes back when? Our right. parents' taxes back when? I mean, from a moral perspective, it's not. Because he was a married man. Well, but, well, you know. Well, Come on, well, Hillary. We, come we on. Just go from from that aspect. Yeah, he was he was a he was a married man yeah. while cheating on his wife with this young at the time twenty something intern, young chubby thing. You know, I mean, she wasn't that bad looking to me, at least. You know, Monica. You know, I mean that that's what that that's that's what that was. But um, she was thick, two C's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wasn't yeah, like yeah. obesely fat or like you know sloppy. I mean, it it. Uh, it changed her life, that's for sure. <laughs> she will never find another man better than uh, better than, than Bill. Yeah, than Bill Clinton, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, what what other man could top that? The president of the United States. I mean, yeah, nothing short of. I yeah. mean, who else is going to do it? Nothing short of a billionaire. Exactly. Who's going to really like? I mean, who would have really topped him though? Like the prime minister or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Only he would have superseded Bill doing that something like that like goddamn prime minister beat me to it i don't share but um seconds no but like you said um yeah I, my my twitter feed is like center right um i do criticize but you wouldn't Trump. deem yourself far right and no 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 no. okay and you know we've been friends for a long time but I, I don't beat you over the head with it no 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 all the time like that, you know. No, I don't really, no. I don't really, I'm at I really all. Do that. Actually, at all, yeah. I wouldn't even say that. You just retweet what makes sense to you, what you, I, yeah. I'm sure, co-sign with, but also you put out there what's actually substantial too. Oh yeah, because I, I trash the hell out of the debates. I, I trash that thing. 
Um, so. I didn't like the the whole rioting and all of that stuff that's been going on the past few months. Mm-hmm. I mean, going back to the George Floyd thing. So we're going through this lockdown. Um, everyone's losing their jobs. Fifty million people out of work. Yeah. Um, or working from home or whatever the situation is. Everything is shut down. So people are cooped up in their house. Yeah. For yeah. months. You know, but this was heavy-handed lockdown, and. It was only a matter of time that something was going to pop off. Yeah, of course. It was only a matter of time. I'm like, you can have a combination of 50 million out of work. They're not. They're getting unemployment. Some people are having a hard time even getting that. Right, right. Unemployment, even in New York and in other in Florida and other states, California, they can't even afford to pay their workers in California. Unemployment. Newsom is running around trying to borrow money to pay these um, unemployed workers. So that's another issue. Yeah. Um, so you got unemployment, you got lockdowns, you got pandemic, and then you got Memorial Day weekend. And everything, the temperature is starting to get hot. Um, and this is where George Floyd, he was killed on Memorial Day when he encountered um, this, this cop, Derek Chauvin, mm-hmm. who apparently um, they, they worked with each other at a same nightclub. Like same that. nightclub. Right. As security, mm-hmm. so I'm thinking that they they definitely knew each other. Potential there was grudge. some. I, I think that there was some type of beef hmm. or something because there's no cop worth their salt that would keep um, their knee on someone's neck mm-hmm. for eight nine minutes straight. Right. There's no without a motive for some sorts. Yeah. And I saw the footage of what happened before it got to that point. And, yes, Floyd said that he couldn't breathe. He had fentanyl in his body. He was drugged up. He couldn't breathe beforehand. Mm -hmm. But that does not excuse the cop for for keeping the knee on this man's neck for a prolonged period of time. I don't care if he was drugged up. I don't care what Floyd did in the past. I don't care if he was in and out of jail or abusive or whatever the situation is it doesn't give it doesn't give you the right to force that knee down that man's neck you after like a minute or two you you'll be you'll be passed out right right especially with that if you're doing it heavy-handedly mm-hmm. you putting that knee on someone's neck you'll be, you'll be passed out real fast yeah you know for eight nine ten minutes or whatever it was of course the guy's gonna die of course he's not gonna be able to breathe anymore right they're saying that, oh, um, he resisted, resisted arrest. I mean, in the condition that he was in prior to the whole knee to the neck situation, I mean, come on, guys. Like, there was like three, four cops there. Right. Or I think it was like three cops. All three of them could tackle that one man and put him in the back of the truck and send him out over to the police station. Right, right. You know, so I don't think there was any reason for that to happen. And, you know, everything is on tape for us to see. Um, there's no excuse for what he did. The whole country was horrified. And um, Derek Chauvin's going to get his day in court. Okay. And it looks like, you know, he's been charged with uh, a murder. So he'll get his day in court, and he, he's going to pay the price. But with that situation, the Floyd situation, the lockdowns, the, the joblessness, the, the, the pandemic, mm-hmm. a racial quote-unquote, racial incident like that, a white man attacking a black, uh, 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 a white cop attacking a black man, mm-hmm. 
set off a fuse. It ignited a fuse where you saw some of the worst riots. And you saw the footage yep. in Minneapolis. Some of the worst riots that you have ever seen since since Rodney King. Yeah, yeah. Since Rodney King. And it was worse than, worse than Ferguson, you know, with Michael Brown, that whole uh, incident that happened um, during the Obama years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So with that whole thing, that racial situation ignited a firestorm where rioters were so frustrated. They had some, some pent-up anger, joblessness, hopelessness, pandemic. You're locked in your home, no unemployment, no job, no, no, no entertainment. There was no sports. There was nothing going on. Nothing. So that combination set it off. And those people, they, they destroyed billions of dollars in property. Yeah. Billions. They even tore down the very precinct where those cops. Oh, right. They broke into it. They, they, they breached because the, mm. the cops actually had to evacuate the precinct. Mm. Because they knew of a mob that was coming in. They had it all planned out. They planned this stuff out online. So they already, they already had it all planned out that they were going to be at this precinct. The cops knew it. All of them abandoned ship, mm-hmm. got out of that thing. They barricaded it, boarded it up or whatever. But they were still able to break in, and they burned that thing down. Mm. Yeah. They burned down AutoZones. They burned down uh, Arby's. They burned down a whole bunch of businesses, black and white-owned businesses. Yeah. To the yeah. tunes of billions of dollars. Yeah. What did you expect? I mean, I, 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 I even predicted back in March, in early April, that it's going to be riots in the streets. I didn't think it was going to be a racial riot that would, a, a racial incident that would incite a riot. I thought it would have been more of an economic situation. Right. But, Who would have but, expected but, that to be still, the trigger? Yeah. Right. But a racial riot will do just as much. You know, it was riots in Minneapolis. It had riots all, all over the place in New York. And, and Buffalo, down yeah. in, 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 in Kentucky, and California, and uh, Chicago, and other places. So it was happening all over the place. Yeah. Crazy. People just frustrated. Now, here's another thing I wanted to approach with you because, yeah. again, considering we're friends, you know, we have trust amongst each other, too. Yeah. Again, I can co-sign as far as his Twitter feed's concerned, everything you put out there is concerned, that you're not being biased you're not being self-centered as far as what you believe in has to go as fact if you mm. follow me or don't follow whatever. Yeah. But how have you been able to balance out the fact that you are black? You are also a Trump supporter, which isn't few and far between nowadays anyway. <laughs> no. The, the presence is heavy now. Yes, And it is. to some it's still surprising, but it's there. You know, It is. Take it or leave it. But there's also the fact that you have directly been not yourself thank god directly been affected but you are in the midst of black lives matter so how does that work for you as far as being able to put out what you put out on twitter everywhere you're concerned versus what you get back in return oh but black lives matter why are you doing this to us or why are you splitting us up potentially because i'm sure you got a lot of that i don't even i don't even consider my race when i'm posting what i post on twitter Mm -hmm. or tweet what i tweet I do it from a non-racial standpoint. Um, as far as the, the Black Lives Matter, I want to say clearly that black lives do matter. They do matter. 
But if you're going to go about it in a way where you destroy other people's property, you assault people for not believing what you want to believe in, you want to force people to say the words Black Lives Matter, you're doing it under force, not as a natural thing that you want to say, but doing it forcefully. And then the the founders, which is, which is three three black women, the founders, right? Um, they apparently they're they're trained Marxists. They, that's that's what they say. Mm-hmm. And then if you go on their website, the Black Lives Matter website, um, there's one thing that they don't mention at all in the mission statement they don't mention anything about black men or black boys mm-hmm. there's not one single mention of black men or black boys in the mission statement so just from that standpoint as a black man uh, okay. alone okay yeah i cannot in good conscience support the group black lives matter okay but I don't have any problem saying Black Lives Matter or All Lives Matter or Blue Lives Matter. That's not a problem. So you have no problem with the ideology in and yeah, of itself. I don't. Ha- it's more I, yeah. the group that you identified now that. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're not inclusive. They're all black per they're, se. They're more concerned about trans life, mm-hmm. queer agenda, breaking up the nuclear family, all kind of different things. All black women's issues or whatever. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. Of course, yeah. But it can't just be them, though. But when black men are the most disproportionately affected, black men in, are in jail in droves. Black men are involved with black and black crime in droves. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are dying out in the streets in droves. Right. And to not even include them in your mission statement. Is a was a is a giant red flag to me, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. one of an organization that I I cannot support, because apparently they don't support me, they don't support me. Right, right, right. So they don't support me. You're saying Black Lives Matter, but you don't even talk about the black man or, or black boys, black male youth. Mm-hmm. They don't mention any of that. Which ideally, with them speaking Black Lives Matter, it yeah. should be inclusive of everybody. Yeah. without having to specify. And that's the most important group of all. Right, right. That is the most disproportionately affected. Of all, mm-hmm. you know, so they don't mention that. Then I can't, in good conscience, support the group. And then later on, I discovered that some of the founders were involved in witchcraft, and mm-hmm. they're involved in communism, and they were involved oh. with Maduro in Venezuela. They're involved with all of these communist organizations. Cuba, um, the Chinese Communist Party uh, is funneling money to Black Lives Matter. George Soros is funneling money to Black Lives Matter and other bailouts. Um, uh, freedom groups or whatever, uh, freedom fund or whatever, they, whatever they call them, mm-hmm. whatever they call those bailout groups. Kamala Harris, she supports one of the Soros groups where they bail out BLM and Antifa criminals. So they so they go in to these cities, these BLM Antifa people. They go into these cities. They're not even from the cities that they're that, that they're going into. They're from out of state. Right. That's been reported on all of the news networks. All of them said the same thing. So they're from out of state. They go into these states, busting. They cause a ruckus, looting. Remember all of the looting that was going on in New York and other yeah, places? Yeah. The shootings in St. Louis, all over the place. They're breaking into Macy's and breaking into this store, H&M and that store, Rolex store, then they were broken into as well. Yeah. All of them from out of state. So they break, break into these stores, loot, 
thousands upon thousands, tens of thousands, or hundreds of thousands in items. They get caught, go to jail for a night, and because these people are so organized that they get bailed out within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So BLM Antifa is running around looting, shooting, stealing, whatever, and then they get bailed out in 24 hours. Meanwhile, a conservative who was using their weapons, they're brandishing, quote-unquote, their weapons to protect their home, they get sent to jail, get all of their guns taken away, they get arrested, they get indicted, like the McCloskeys in St. Louis, mm-hmm. where they have Black Lives Matter protesters on their front lawn, on their property, on their front lawn. And then the McCloskeys is the white couple in St. Louis. They had a private residence, a gated community, that somehow broke into the gates and got into the community. Mm-hmm. They come out, husband and wife, brandishing their weapons. Get off the property. Get off the property. And none of the BLM protesters got uh, arrested for mm. trespassing or anything like that. And if they did, they were out within 24 hours. But right, no. Right, 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 right. But the McCloskeys, they get their weapons taken away. They get indicted by the St. Louis DA. It's, it's absurd. Mm. It's absurd. So conservatives are getting indicted. They're getting their weapons taken away. But BLM Antifa is running around doing whatever they want to do. And they they they're out of jail within twenty four hours. It's it's hmm. it's, uh, it's uh it's the left weaponizing the 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 criminal justice system, and that's something that needs to be addressed in Trump's second term. That that has to be addressed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why the the criminal justice system is being being um weaponized like that. Where only conservatives get in trouble, but le- but left leaning groups get out of jail in twenty four hours. But that's got to be addressed. That's, that's, that's very troubling, and that's something that needs to be dealt with. It's alarming because I wasn't a fan either of, let's say, the unnecessary looting yeah. or breaking in just for the sake of, oh, everybody else is doing it. Let me take advantage of going to the Rolex store, this high-end brand store or yeah. whatever. Because I got to see, I'm sure you saw it too, but in the midst of it, I got to see where I live by Queen Center Mall. Yeah. I got to see, well, it was funny. It was a Sunday. I was walking back home. And I saw a couple of guys putting up boards on the Macy's entrance of the mall. And I was kind of scratching my head still without realizing I wonder why. But then the next day, I passed by when I was on uh, break from lunch, working from home, of course. I passed by there again, and I saw that there was a group of police in front of the mall already. Because they'd gotten word that kids were coming from, I think, Newtown or wherever. Right. To break in purposely. (laughs) But they called it just in time, too. Yeah. It's so wild, and, and you have the George Floyd thing, mm-hmm. then the Ahmad, the um, no, well, well, it was another guy in Atlanta, not Ahmad Aubrey, mm-hmm. but was it, they didn't like, they didn't write for that one. It was another guy that he was at a Wendy's parking lot or whatever, and he was drunk, and the police oh, wanted right, to get him right, out of right. the car, and yeah, 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 he got out of the car. But and, he ran, I think, though, and then they chased him, right? Or yeah, they chased him. Um, mm-hmm. They got into a tussle, so the black man he grabs the, the cops, um, taser, oh. and starts tasering the cop or whatever. And then the cop, you know, eventually ends up shooting and killing the guy. Hmm. Was, was it excessive? Yeah, because, yeah, because you could easily have, you could have easily caught this guy at another point. You didn't have to shoot and kill the guy. Mm-hmm. The taser is not going to really kill you. No. not going to really do anything to you. I mean, I think that was excessive. What was really excessive, though, was the Atlanta DA, they went and overcharged the cops. Like, mm-hmm. they gave them, like, the highest penalties. 
Um, and um, even like including the death penalty, even including a death penalty sentence, oh. the highest charges, and overcharge them. So by the time they they go to court, they're gonna throw that they're gonna throw that that case out. Mm. Either charge them the correct charges, or let them go. <laughs> Don't like overcharge them just because you want to make a political statement. You want to make a public statement. Charge them correctly, or let them go. Mm. That cop's gonna end up going. Um, um, they're gonna end up throwing that case out. There's no way he's gonna be found guilty of any of those charges. So I have to ask in that case, then where do you stand? in the case of uh, Breonna Taylor. Because that was a big mess as far as the yeah, details that, we, we from, have accessible. From what, yeah, from what I heard, they the cops were issued a no-knock mm-hmm. warrant. Um, oh, they were wit- given that. Yeah, but from what witnesses say, mm-hmm. they did hear the cops knock okay. before they broke into the home. Right. I'm hearing conflicting stories now that they, that they did not knock. They just barge into the home, but they could have still legally done that. Because no knock no would imply they can just right. barge in anyway. They don't right. have to. They don't have to. But from what I heard, they did knock, and what I heard was that it was the um, her boyfriend who shot at the cops first mm-hmm. before they ended up killing her. She got caught in the crossfire or whatever. And the bullets ended up killing her, and they, they, you know, they, they, the city of Louisville did settle with the family, right? Twelve right. million, twelve million, yeah. Um, but I, I don't know, I that that I don't know, man. I mean, she was involved in all kind of drug running, and she was with her boyfriend, drug running, and all of that stuff. They said that she was an EMT. She has, that- she wasn't an EMT for three years. So none of this nonsense that she was an EMT mm. and she was up on her way up had anything to do with this case. She was involved with drug running with her boyfriend. Is that the alleged were, or was that uh, actually proven? That's, that's that's actually true. And the cops were after him. Mm-hmm. But she just ended up getting caught in the, in the crossfire. She's one of those ride or die chicks, you know. Uh-huh. You know, and she ended up dying in this case. Right, right, right. Unfortunately, she's gone. The family got twelve million. Mm-hmm. He's still living. Right. I don't think he's in jail at all. I mean, he's out speaking and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what's going on. Um, that's a murky case. Very messy. It's really sketchy. It's not a clean. It's yeah. not a clean cut like thing. And I don't mean to say on my behalf at least sketchy that I don't believe it or whatever she's guilty or whatever she, thinking that she died. I'm not saying that. But yeah, in, yeah, in yeah, the, yeah. as far as how it's been presented to us in general, there's so many loopholes as far as Absolutely. like what could have happened, what couldn't have happened. We will we will never know. The only person I would know is the cops involved. Exactly. They, they will know. Unfortunately, yeah. I wouldn't know the um, the attorney general in Kentucky, Daniel Cameron, the black Republican attorney general. Mm-hmm. And he got Trashed to bits, right? Because Megan Thee Stallion murder, was right? trashing him on Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. calling him a sellout Negro and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, but he, he he was between a rock and a hard place. Mm. I mean, what can he really do? I mean, unless some of the grand jurors come out and discuss their side of how the case turned out. Um, it's a murky case. Yeah. Um, I would like to see more details on it, more evidence. Eventually, that'd be nice. But eventually, I mean, the cops were one cop was charged. The cop that was fired 
for shoot. He was basically like shooting aimlessly at everything. Right. You know, he was charged with reckless endangerment. Um, I mean, but other than that, we would have to see what happens. That's a tough. If ever. Right. If ever. I mean, it's a tough. That was a tough one to, to look at. Well, I mean, the sad thing is a life was lost in the midst of it, unnecessarily. Unnecessarily. um, I mean, but my God, like, sometimes you got to, like, choose choose the right people to hang around with, man. Don't choose people that is going to get you into the situation where your life is on the line. Right. (laughs) Don't do it, man. And then it's only a matter of time, too, in that case. Uh, Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of losing... Big time. And, of course, rest in peace, Breonna Taylor. You know, of course, regardless, a life was lost. That's the... Yeah, yeah, we're not denying that. Her, not denying her life that was lost, mm-hmm. and the family did get a settlement. So, but you that, know, that happened. Speaking of loss, at least, I know you're not on that side of the spectrum, but we did lose the most likely candidate to maybe at least giving Trump a fight for his money. Um, of course, our, my favorite, at least, just for the sake of how funny would have been giving speeches left and right. Uh, why does his name slip my mind right now? Bernie Sanders, I mean to say. <laughs> Good old Bernie. You know, Bernie yeah, Sanders. Yeah. He would have given Trump. And it's not like Biden. Um, I mean, they're propping up Biden. Um, he's leading, apparently, right now in the polls. Mm-hmm. Whether you believe it or not, he's up nationally. Uh, Bernie actually had real enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. People actually liked Bernie. They liked his platform. And it wasn't even so much besides people not liking Trump. They actually liked Bernie because of Bernie, not because, oh, he's not Trump, so we'll like him anyway. Yeah. Um, He he actually had people that would go to bat for him. Mm -hmm. Um, It's Bernie's fault that Bernie couldn't get the nomination either time. Now, since you're more savvy than I would ever be in that sense, where do you think the fault lied in him, I guess, fucking things up for himself? Um, I guess it would have it would have been like I guess the so-called so- socialist stances he took on health care, on the economy, on taxes, on mm-hmm. green energy, um, and I think that turned off in the primaries a lot of the black Democrat voters. Okay, it turned them off because remember, black Democrats did not really support Bernie like that. Mm. They were more going towards Biden. Okay. So that's why Biden was able to win South Carolina. He was able to win on Super Tuesday because hmm. he got a lot of black support in those in those big states, Texas, all of them states. He got a lot of black support. Bernie, for some reason, black folks, um, they just weren't, especially the older ones, the mm-hmm. older Democrats, they didn't gravitate to him as much. Hmm. As they would a Biden, and you need the black vote. Yeah, yeah. You need like ninety plus percent to win an election. Really? And he couldn't get it. Bernie couldn't get it. Surprising, because yeah. you would think at this point now, still, even if Trump's like not simpatico for everybody, yeah, Bernie would have had that in the bag per se. But do you think yeah. in this case maybe the um? A, a, a lauding Castro in what he intended to do with his people. Oh, might have yeah, things that up too. too. Yeah, that, I think that that turned. Is that really where you think he took the nosedive? Yes. That was that was it. That, yeah, that was it. Mm. 
That was it. And that's why he lost the Hispanics in Florida. Biden got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. South yeah. Carolina as well. Majority black in South Carolina. Huge black vote down there. Mm-hmm. You got to win. A, you got to win the black vote to win an election. And he, he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. Biden was able to take advantage of it. And he was able to get the nomination by basically by Super Tuesday. So that that was it. Now, touching back on what Bernie said with mm. the communist comparison to Castro and saying, well, he didn't really do bad for his people yeah. per se. Mm. I don't think the way it was phrased might have been proper. Had it been phrased or worded differently, maybe wouldn't have come off as bad. Do you think there was any way for him to say it at all? Absolutely or just not. Uh, anything dealing with Fidel completely. Castro is a negative. Mm-hmm. You, you're just going to yeah. turn people off, man, no, no matter what. You can you can phrase it in a way that's, that's all sunshine and rainbows, but when you're trying to big up Fidel Castro. Of all people, right. Of all people? Like, nah, man. The only people that you're going to attract is communists and socialists. <laughs> and in, especially in Florida, you got the Venezuelans and the Cubans. Yeah. They're not yeah. going for no communist socialist nonsense. They're not going for that. And then black, older black voters in, in South Carolina and other places, they're not going for that either. Mm-hmm. So that's, a, that's not a winning message. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think any future Democrat who wants to run on Bernie's platform, and I don't think Bernie's going to run again, but any young Democrat that runs on Bernie's platform, um, Castro cannot be mentioned by name. At all. Ever. Or Maduro or Chavez or any of those guys. Ever. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work. You're not, you're not going to win a primary with that. So let's just pretend that Bernie never said that at all. Never uttered those words in comparison to Castro or whatever. Leading up to now, and let's just pretend, of course, too, Biden's not in the running neck and neck with Trump. Do you think uh, uh, the Biden, do you think Bernie would have actually had a chance to really take it from Trump? Yes. Yep. 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 Absolutely. He would have stayed the track. Bernie... Would have definitely had a chance. A- absolutely, the 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 country is so divided right now, mm-hmm. and so there's fifty percent of the country that loves Trump, fifty percent that hate Trump, and because Bernie had a lot of enthusiasm among young voters, mm-hmm. he actually had people show up to his rallies. No one was going to a Biden rally, and nobody goes to a Biden campaign now. <laughs> They don't even go now. And he got he has these circles here where he has five to ten people spaced out, mm. and he's on a podium making his speech with his many gaffes <laughs> that don't that don't get any coverage at all except on on social media. Mm-hmm. But Bernie would have had people coming out in droves. He would have had the young people coming out to vote mm. because young people don't they don't come out to vote like that. No, no. They would have came out to vote, and. Bernie, yes, and, and because Bernie is charismatic, he's strong when he speaks. He's not like old and frail like Biden is. He's not no. dementia ridden. Ha- Biden has his wits. I'm um, Bernie. See, Bernie has his wits about him. <laughs> Bernie, like his mind is still sharp. Bernie was endearing Bernie's too. Bernie's a strong speaker. Yeah. You heard a guy speak. He has a strong voice. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think in that case, since we're from Queens, we can say this. I think the Brooklyn accent really kind of helped him in that yeah. case because it was endearing. Yeah. Yeah, and he was like this old grandfatherly type of figure that that's lovable. He was Larry say, David, kind of. I always said that if, in 2016, if Trump didn't win the nomination and Bernie did, I would have voted. I would have voted for Bernie. Mm. 
Okay. I would have voted for Bernie. Anyone over uh, a Jeb Bush or, or any of those other guys, <laughs> please. And anyone over Hillary Clinton, uh, that's for sure. I think that's a general consensus, too. <laughs> like, no one <laughs> wanted Hillary. Yeah. I would have voted for Bernie, yeah. So is Biden, let's say, just a notch above Hillary, but nowhere near Bernie regardless? Hillary's a stronger candidate than Biden. Mm. Um Biden's much weaker, but the, the but the mainstream media is just propping him up. Right, they're propping him up with these polls. They're propping him up with these staged uh, debates. Mm-hmm. Um, these these feel good stories about Biden. Everything is positive with Biden. Everything is negative with Trump. Trump could blink his eyes, <laughs> and he would get negative press. That that's how divided um, the mainstream media is between Biden and Trump. He'll still take it as something demeaning when he blinks yeah. his eyes. Yeah, yeah. In an awkward way. Trump could way. clap, and it was like, oh, he clapped. He was clapping for the white supremacists. He's a racist, and they would they would have said they would nobody they would have just got away with saying that, and people would have sopped it up if they would have believed it. Hmm. Just like the story with Trump, um, um, in the Atlantic, they said, oh, Trump, um, he, he called these dead soldiers suckers and losers and Did whatever. Did he it or is. no? A completely fake story. Mm. I don't believe that story for one second. But there's people that actually believe that story. They actually believe that nonsense. They swear up and down it. Yes, that story was true. Mm. When there's been 20 plus people that have corroborated Trump's side of the story saying that that, that, that never happened. But, pe- but once you put a story out there, whether it's fake or real, people are going to choose whether or not to believe it. And I mean, that's just the way it is. You can put on any old fake nonsense. People are going to decide whether or not to believe it. 50% is going to believe it. The other 50% is not going to believe it. Well, you would think they'd be at least judgmental enough to believe or not believe. But yeah. then there's bias, too, now. Absolutely Because bias. just, I don't like Trump. I'm going to believe whatever's a, bad about him. That was a typical him. election plot, a, a, a typical uh, plot to get po- Trump's poll numbers down. Uh, that's basically what it is. But, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. 20-something days left. We will see. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. He's got a tough road ahead, man. It's going to be tough. And I'm I'm afraid of what's going to happen after November 3rd. If, if the election is close, mm-hmm. that, you know, we're going to see civil unrest. Think so. Be prepared. Mm-hmm. Be prepared. You're going to see civil unrest, um, the likes you haven't seen in in, in decades. Mm. People are fed up. There's still a lot of joblessness out there. The economy has not recovered. The stock market is not the actual economy. Uh, a, a lot of people's jobs have not come back. Mm. Um, people's pays have been cut. People are still filing for unemployment. Right. It was 850,000 that applied for unemployment this past week. Oh, wow. This past week. Oh, right, with, like, restaurants here at least yeah. shutting down left yeah. and right because they have no choice to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. There's a lot of hopelessness going on. A lot of people losing faith in the political system. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the next riots, are, they're going to be economic riots. You're going to see food shortages. You're going to see economic riots. You're going to see mm-hmm. a lot of joblessness. Um, the stock market pumps that you're seeing is at 28000 
that's all stimulus. That, that's all from the stimulus. Oh, wow. Man. That's why they're running to yeah. and rushing to get a new stimulus out there because they want to keep pumping up the stock market. They don't want it to collapse right now. Right, right, right. Yeah. Belly up as of now, right. But then Trump did say, I believe, that no stimulus talk until after the election. No, but they're actually they're actually negotiating again. Okay. Now, well, that's just a typical Trump uh, art of the deal situation or whatever. All right, he'll speak before it's actually. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically what it was. But they're they're still negotiating Mnuchin and and Pelosi. They're still negotiating. Um, we'll see what happens. There may not be a, a check until after the election. Mm-hmm. Um, Who knows? We have to see what happens. Though. This guy likes to tweet, and believe me, when he tweets, it ain't no nonsense. It's nothing but, well, you know, of course, subjective, too. It's facts for the most part. He's bringing up his agenda. He's bringing up, yeah. you know, views from the right. A little bit of bias. It, I, 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 I mean, I consider my platform to be center right. Of course. You know, but a little bit of, you know, common sense every now and then. But you're not so far right that you're practically dumb and just believe in whatever comes out from the right for right. the sake of. Exactly. You gotta you gotta use your your brain. You really have to. You gotta use this. Your brain. Still exists, and I'm glad you have it. You know, well put into your mind. I hope so, man. I hope so. I mean, with age, maybe it'll start going. <laughs> it'll leave us both because we're not that oh, young anymore. God. But still, we gotta use your mind. And you know, speaking of the mind, I see you on 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 Twitter. Mm-hmm. You come up on my feed, and you always be tweeting about the secret. Yes. Have you, have you read the book before? You read the book? That's the funny part. I haven't. Wow. I've always been meaning to. It's on my, like, to-read list, but I haven't gone to it yet. Yeah, me neither. I've never actually read the book, um, but I have read of other authors who have written similar things Mm -hmm. to what they teach. Um, One author I'll give you is Neville, Neville Goddard. I've heard of him, yeah. He, He is excellent, excellent on that. So, basically, he tells you to use your imagination mm-hmm. to get the things that you want. And he's coming at it from a from a um a, a Christian perspective. He's coming at it from a Bible background. And he knows oh. the Bible in and out. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. In and out. But but the way how he writes his stuff, like is just like excellent. He excellent stuff. Use of the imagination like, and he actually gives you like the rules on how to like do what you need to do to get what you want. Right. Um, I use a um, me personally, me personally, because I've read those other authors before. Mm-hmm. I've read um the uh, the Little Red Book. Mm-hmm. Um, I've listened to um Kevin Trudeau's um Your Wish Is Your Command. Um, I've read Neville's books. Um, I've listened to uh, a speaker named Catherine Ponder. Okay. She has a lot of um. I, well, she had like like five audio sessions that I have them um, and I have it on my phone. I got everything set on my phone. Okay. Um. But in, in my experience, um, there's only there's been um, one technique that I've used. I've used multiple techniques, you know, but one that I've used was one that uh, Scott Adams, mm-hmm. um, author of Dilbert, Trump supporter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, he used as well, um, and I got it from it's from one of his old podcasts um, with Tim Ferriss, mm-hmm. where he basically says to write down your goals or write that is a system. He does it in a systematic way. So you write down your goals in a systematic way, 
but you write it down 15 times a day, but it's got to be in a, in a certain sentence structure. So you'll just say, for example, I, John Doe, uh, will become a successful uh, entrepreneur, mm-hmm. or I, John Doe, will become a successful chef someday. Right. right. You know, and you just keep doing that. You write it out, you know, 15 times a day. And I've written out goals like that, too. I've written out things mm. 15 times a day. I've written out a goal where um, I needed a certain amount of money. Okay. Okay. You know, I needed a four-figure sum because mm. I needed to pay off something. Okay. Okay. And so I followed the uh, the technique. And this was like, like five years ago. Mm-hmm. So I followed the technique. I needed the four-figure sum. So I wrote, I, I am mix, um, but like this four-figure sum, whatever. Right, right. Um, so I would do that each day. And you have to also do. You have to do as well to get to what you want to get. Um, so I was, I was doing that. And what I would start doing is I was starting to take overtime at my job. Okay. I was getting ideas on how to like find other ways to make extra money mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and then I also use my imagination as well. Cause that's what they teach you as well. Cause you use, use your imagination. So when you, when you go to sleep at night, you just imagine the end result. Mm-hmm. So you basically are imagining the end from the beginning. Right. It's in right, the Bible. Right. You imagine the end from the beginning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I imagine in the end, I was holding a check for a certain amount of money, four, okay. four figure sum, needed to pay off some bills and situation at that that time. Right, right. Um, that came up. Nice. Okay. Um, so I was doing that, holding this check in my hand of this of this sum. I, I'll I'll put an amount. Let's say five thousand. We'll give it an amount. So holding a check for five thousand dollars. Five stacks. That, my amount that I needed. Mm-hmm. So I also started doing, I was picking up overtime. I was finding out different ways to make a little bit, a little bit of extra money on the side. Um, tax check came in at that time. I was getting refunds. Now I, gotta, now I got to pay taxes. But, but, I, but at the time, I was getting refunds. Oh, not just you, man. I yeah, had to so, pay too. Yeah, but, but yeah, so that, that helped out too. Um, and then I swear to God that this happened. I never told this story before. I'm telling mm. you for the first time. So... One day, it was on a Saturday, and I got out of work. I went down to the um, convenience store, and I guess how like a feeling in my, it was like a sixth sense. I had a feeling. Mm-hmm. It was like a magnetic feeling that was like pulling me to go into the store and to start playing, you know, these, these scratch-offs. Mm. I, I don't really play scratch-off like that too much, but I, you know, at you know, something just compelled me right. to go into the store huh. and play these scratch-off games. Okay. One of those win-for-life scratch-off things. And buy the first ticket, scratched off, won like 100 bucks or whatever. Okay, good. Okay. That's always second, good. Second scratch-off, because I, I bought another ticket, mm-hmm. and I was able to get, get some more money. Okay, good. I, I'm getting a little bit on a roll now. Mm-hmm. Third ticket. Want like twenty bucks? Okay, great. Bought another ticket. 
And it was in that, that fourth ticket that blew me away because um, I didn't expect it. And it was a, a, a five-figure sum of money. Nice. A okay. five-figure sum. From a scratchy. From a wow. scratcher. This is a true story. I'm not making it up. This really happened. You know. And all of this happened within like within like a month and a half of me actually writing it down, writing down what I needed. I I am mix need five thousand dollars for such and such thing. And this was every day you wrote that down? I wrote it every day, wrote it in a book. I don't have the book, I threw the book. I don't have the book anymore. <laughs> but at the time. Right, I, right, right. I wrote it down fifteen times. I got the advice from Scott Adams and I used my imagination every night. Make and believe mm. that I was holding a check for this amount, and it ended up being for more than what I actually needed at that time, five plus years ago. Mm. You know. Wow. Okay. And <laughs> to 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 say that I was like shocked was like it's an understatement. You of were the befuddled, century. huh? You were befuddled. <laughs> yeah. You were flabbergasted. Yeah. 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 That was one of the first times I, I tried that technique. Not lying. It's, it's on my phone. And um, I think I still have the, the ticket or whatever. Nice. Okay. Five figure something. And um, it, it, it came to pass. Everything, it came. It, it wasn't, the, it, and it wasn't the way how I had expected it. It was more. To turn out. Right. I definitely didn't imagine it to turn out that way. Right. Not, not in that way. Absolutely not. I thought it would have been, oh, because my tax check, I save that up, work some overtime for the next few months and just keep stacking, keep stacking until I get that amount or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this situation just popped up. Boom. Wow. Boom. And, um, yeah, it was, um, <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. Nice. I told my parents about it, and um, they were surprised. And, um I uh, think I went down to the customer service center lottery. Um, a few, I didn't go like the next day. I went like a few days later, mm-hmm. like, like almost a week later to, to cash it. And I got the, the check the same day. They, they, nice. I gave them the winning ticket. They stamped it, filled out some paperwork, um, and then they printed out a check. And that was it. That was it. And, and then I just put the check in the bank. And, I, and, and let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The the money that I needed, it, it, it came over exceedingly abundantly. Like it, it exceeded my the amount that I actually needed, um, and I was able to pay off what I owed and, and what I needed to pay off. Um, at re- that was like a ship at the time that that saved me. <laughs> you know what nice. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. This happened like 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 five five and a half years ago. Nice. You know? Nice. Um, so that so that worked out. Was, so the technique was doing it fifteen times, writing it down fifteen times a day. Every day. Fifteen times a day. Fifteen times a day. Wow. Every day. This was the technique that Scott Adams um mentioned on his podcast. So I said if a cartoonist <laughs> guy can do it, why can't little old me I nobody miss. guy working in corporate corporate job, why can't he just do the same thing? Doesn't hurt to try. No, it hurt to try. Nice. Did that technique, did, and I did the imagination thing. I did both of those techniques, and I wrote it down 15 times every single day until the day that it happened. Once it happened, 
I didn't need to write it anymore because I got what I wanted. Of course, of course. I got what I wanted. Nice. Um, there was a, another one um, that I did. Um, actually, uh, it actually came to pass in the most unlikely way. It was I, I am mix. Mm-hmm. Um, would like to leave. I'm just paraphrasing. Would like to leave corporate America permanently and have a steady, consistent income with it. Right. Because you don't want to leave without no income. Of course, of course. Or, you know. Fall back on, right. Right, right, right. And thank God I've been surviving. I, I've been doing little little online things here and there. I don't get paid from Twitter. Twitter doesn't pay me anything. Not even yet. Though, even though I do get some people that do give me on a cash app. And I want to thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Um, but it's not much, but it, it, you know, it's whatever helps, it, it, hey. whatever helps. Yeah. And I, and I, I wrote this, um, not every day. I didn't do it every day. Cause I, I go off and on with the writing cause you can only do it for so much and you get tired of it. You stop, you, you kind of like fall off of it and you, you jump back in again. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to leave the corporate world so bad. And this was for like going on for like two years. Two plus years. Mm. So this didn't happen like right away. Not like the first thing that happened in less than forty five days, like a month and a half. Wow. This happened this 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 thing was going on for a couple of years. because uh, I, I listen, corporate world, I hated it so much. I hated the bosses. I hated the meetings. Yeah. You you know how it is. I I guess oh, hated, yeah. I, I guess they hated the I didn't like the co workers. I'm I guess wasn't really into it and the and the gossip. I wasn't really into all of that stuff. I, I, me, I'm the type of person that likes to do their own thing. Yeah. Unrestricted, unfiltered. I want to be able. I want to be free. I want to be a free guy. You mm. know. So that was that was that was a big goal of mine. And yeah, like I said, I wrote that goal down. I was off and on. I didn't do it every single day for two years straight. That's it's, it's impossible. You know? Right, it's, right. It's very difficult to write it 15 times every day for two years. Is, is impossible. That'd be crazy. Yeah. No. Uh, but I was off and on, but um, that was, it was still a goal that even when I stopped, that was still a goal. That was still in the forefront mm-hmm. because anything that, that you write down consistently every day is going to be in the forefront of your subconscious. It's going to be there. You're going to be thinking about it. You're going to be taking a shower thinking about it. You're going to be sleeping thinking about it. You're going to be cooking food thinking about it. You're going to be washing the dishes thinking about it. You're going to be walking your dog or going to the gym, because thinking about that one goal, no matter what. So it's just, you're constantly beating your subconscious with it. Like you got to tattoo this, it on your brain. You want this to happen, you know, but you got to do the work to, to get it. And I thought that, oh, like, I thought I, I didn't, ex- I thought certain things would have happened that, yeah, I'll save up enough money and then I can, like, get off for six months or whatever. Of course. Do it. Um... I don't want to say publicly, but it wasn't even that. It wasn't even that that um, I saved up enough money because I barely saved up anything when I left. <laughs> I mean, living in New York I like mean, we do, man, it's yeah, hard to do. Yeah, yeah, I barely saved up. I, I probably saved for like like three months max. That, that was pretty much it. You know, I wanted to do at least six months. I wanted to do the Dave Ramsey thing where he says, save for the six months, have your emergency plan and all of that. But, that you know. 
some things are just impractical and whatever, especially in the situation that you're pandemic. In. Who would yeah, have thought of that? Yeah, and, and and listen, I left pre-pandemic. Yep, I left before, right before the coronavirus it. hit, so it, it wasn't even like I, I was leaving because of the pandemic. I left before it hit. You left actually when it was just a murmur, as far as like I, I, yeah, I left the first. I left the first week of January of this year. Um. Wrote it down, and I, I guess had like I guess something just told me like it's like in the pit of my gut, hmm. the subconscious, something just told me that um, it's time for you to move on, man. It's time for you to move on, take a risk, take a chance on yourself. Um, you'll find replacement income. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You know, but I wanted to leave the corporate world so bad. And it was just certain things that were going on in my job that I didn't like. Yeah, yeah. And it was a thing that I didn't like the position that I was in anymore. I didn't like it, and I, I, I didn't like, I didn't like going to work anymore. I didn't like it. I hear you. And hear you. yeah, it just got to a point where it's just like, you know what? I gotta make a stand for myself. I gotta make a grown man decision on my own. And there was also certain circumstances in my private life that affected the decision as well. Of course, yeah. That caused me to make the decision to, to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, the circumstances in my private life wasn't anything that I imagined it being when I had wrote it down two years prior. Mm. I didn't even imagine. I thought I would have won, like, the lottery again or I would have got, like, a million in, in some other venture. <laughs> That's a wild Things going on, so wild thing. I ran businesses online before, and I lost a lot of money and stuff like that. So I, I you know, I know how to work the internet. You know, I know how to, you know, I know how to maneuver my way around a little bit. Am I like an expert thing? Nah. Am I the smartest guy? No. Expert. But you know what no. you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can, you know, maneuver my way around and and and, and survive. You know? I mean, like, listen, from 28 or 29 almost thousand followers on Twitter at your yeah. peak to now still 25,000 yeah. strong. I right. mean, you know what you're doing. Right. And I, I wrote this down for two years, and the way how it happened, it was not anything that I had imagined it happening. N- not in any way. Um, But I wrote it down, and it actually came to pass. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, the day after, because I left on a Friday, Okay. That Saturday, the next day, it was a cloudy, rainy day, and I'm and I, I'm outside, just frowning around because I, I'm not working anymore. I'm, I left the job. I left the job yet the, the day before, so I got like this free time. I'm just browsing around out on the street, and I'm just looking up at the sky, like, oh my god, like, actually, like, wow, what I actually wrote down, actually, like. It came true. It actually came true. It didn't come the way how I expected it to come. Never does. But it it happened, and and it it. I'm like, thank God, like God, wow! It actually like. Mm. It, it came to pass. Crazy. It, it came to pass, and I've been surviving. It's already October. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing okay. I've been I've been working my way around. I've been doing okay. You've doing been doing just, more been than surviving. fine. Yeah, you know. And now like, I got to run back to the corporate world after like a couple of months. No, I've been out for nine months. Standing strong where you are right yeah. now. Yeah. You're not settling. You're not buckling. Nothing. No, no. I mean, and 
damn it, I'll tell you something, man. That 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 technique. Now, is it going to work for everyone? No, because th- there's many reasons why it won't work for everyone. Because some people don't have the commitment. They don't have the time to do it. Mm-hmm. They're, they're distracted with other things going on in their life, they, they, you know. Yeah. But damn it, the thing worked for me. It, it worked twice. Worked twice. You know. Uh, <laughs> this is amazing. You know. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad you actually shared yeah. that because yeah. It's- and, I, and like I said, I never read the secret, but I've, I've read other books like Neville and Catherine Ponder, realm. and I've read other. Uh, I listen to Earl Nightingale many times. He's mentioned the same thing. Mm-hmm. I listen to Kevin Trudeau. Your wish is your command. Um, he, it's a 13-hour audio, which is excellent. Mm. It's absolutely excellent. I've listened to that thing so many times already. Mm. You know, nice. um, it, 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 and you know the technique to me that I got from Scott Adams five plus years ago from on an episode of Tim Ferriss. You know. <laughs> Like, it actually worked for me. Nice. And I'll tell you what, um, I'm actually still doing the technique to this day, um, but for for other goals. Right, new dreams, new goals, yes. everything, which yes. makes sense. Absolutely. I'm doing that for other goals. Have they come to pass yet? No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. And and I'm not even like, and I, to be honest, I'm not even actually doing it. Like, I'm not actually like doing the work to get to that point that I be able to complete the task that I have at hand. Mm-hmm. I haven't even haven't even done it yet, but I've been writing it down. I'm still doing. I even did it today, mm-hmm. writing it down, following the Scott Adams technique, 15 times every day. Yeah, there's some days I skip. You know, I'm human. Okay, like things happen, mm-hmm. but it is always in the forefront of my of my subconscious mind that I like. I got to get to like writing my thing down because I know the thing works. It's worked for me a couple of times already. Mm-hmm. And um, whatever I'm writing out now, it hasn't happened yet. Um, but if the past is any indication, I, I think I know that it'll it'll come to pass. It'll uh, come to very, very soon. I guess got to get my stuff together, and then, um, yeah, it's very um, it's a very interesting thing. The, the universe and God is very is a very interesting, uh, very funny. It's so Very odd how it works, yeah. It, yes. As yes. they say, you think and expect one thing, you get in abundance of the other. Or how yeah. you said, you go, yeah. you think one route's set and how you're going to approach things, yes. and then left field. I think, I be, because I, I'm thinking like, oh, okay, I'm going to get it this way, this way, and this way, and boom, I, I'll accomplish the goal. Nah, a curveball's going to come at you, <laughs> and you got to be prepared to knock it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. You either knock it out of the park, or you strike out. Mm-hmm. And I've kn- I knocked I've knocked it out of the park. I know that with this new goal, because I have two others that have already been accomplished. I don't have any doubt because you can't have any doubt when you're doing this. Yeah, of course. You got to have full faith. And because I already have instances where it's already been backed up, it's already come to pass. Um, that I don't really have any doubt. It's gonna come to pass. I just have to. It's up to me because you you have to still do the work. Yeah, of course, of course. You gotta put in the steps. You gotta cooperate with the universe as they say yeah yeah to get stuff done um and then yeah it'll 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 come to you put in the work do what you got to do write it down yes use your imagination yes but still do the work and circumstances and events will come into play 
curveballs will come into play mm-hmm. where you got to be ready to knock it out of the park. You just you have to be ready. Yeah, and you never know unless you're there in that situation and yes. you try. Because Absolutely. you can just be there too, let it pass you, let it go by, and then, you know, you got no one to blame but yourself. And I'm already thinking of a, a different business idea. Like I, like I said, and I'm, and I'm writing it down. I'm not going to disclose what it is. Of course. That's fine. But that's one thing, too. Um, do not disclose your dreams to, to anyone until after it comes to pass. That's so important, yeah. These stories that I'm telling you have already come to pass already. Mm-hmm. So I can tell you now, but I don't think I would have told you at the time I was doing it because that's the time where you're most vulnerable mm-hmm. and you don't want anyone's negative energies oh no you can't do this oh that ain't gonna ever happen to you get out of here stop that that ain't never gonna happen to you and that's only fair to do because it's for you even if it's your friend or if it's your family or if it's your or whatever Mm -hmm. keep it to yourself keep it a secret just write it down that's that's your communication when you're writing it down that's like a petition that's like a prayer to god Mm -hmm. that's like a prayer asking for what you want yeah and you know you know the old saying faith without without works is dead so if yes. you got the faith to do it, you got to work towards that goal, you too. You got to work. You got to do the work. And I, 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 when I did the two things, I did the work, mm-hmm. you know? You have to. Because mm-hmm. then it's just wishful thinking, and then you might as well be nowhere anyway. Yeah. Now, with this with this new goal, I've done some work, not as much as I should have. But that's really because I got other things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but trust and believe. I, 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 <laughs> Listen, man, my eye is on the prize, baby. Mm-hmm. I know what I want. I'm writing it down. I'm doing what I got to do. And it's going to slowly come into fruition. It's not going to happen overnight. Of course, of course. Of course. But it's going to happen because I got the faith in knowing that it will come to pass. I already know the end from the beginning. So in the end, I'm going to succeed no matter what. Mm-hmm. So I just have to just flow with it, you know, put in the work. And um, let God take care of everything. Let the universe take care of everything else. Exactly. So and I'm going to take that see from what you. Happens. I'm going to apply that to myself. Yeah. But I'm going to be selfish, you know. Maybe I should think of or write down, I, who this, wish for the money to make this happen first off. But I'll be real because we're still materialistic at the end of the day. You know, you yeah. might take the different things than I do. Yeah. But I'm going to affirm right now, and I'll have to write it down too, obviously, I, who this, will be the proud owner of a 1992 Lamborghini Diablo. <laughs> Soon enough. Because <laughs> goddamn, that's Look been my that. dream car yeah, for the man. longest time. Yeah, I mean, man. You helped me get my license, yeah. which I do have now, to drive in the state of New York. Oh, get out of here. Good. I never told you that, did no, I? No, you haven't told me that, no. No, uh, because you helped me. You gave me practically driving lessons for free. Yeah. And uh, I can't think. And, I, and I know that. I gave you a hard time sometimes. And all, it's fine. Whatever. It helped me because it strengthened me to actually but, believe but myself you, to but drive. You, but you got it. Exactly. I got oh, it. And thank actually, God. That is so good, man. Funny enough, I got it on, of all days, 316. So Stone wow. Cold Steve Austin, shout Get out to out. him. Wow. But that's actually the last day the city was issuing road tests before they Ooh, said shut okay. it down because of the pandemic. Right. So if I didn't pass then, I wasn't going to pass anytime soon now. Oh, you did it at just the right time. Just in the nick Just the right time. And I'll tell you something else. Th- those two instances came at the perfect time. Mm-hmm. You may not think that is perfect, but in hindsight, when you go back, I tell you, they came at the, just the right time when I left the, the corporate America 
right before the pandemic. That was the perfect time to leave. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And when I got the money that I needed, mm-hmm. came at the perfect time when I needed it. So. Funny. Yeah. And we just got to keep writing our goals down where we want to be now. What yeah, we you got to be consistent with it. You know, some days you're going to skip and whatever, but be consistent with it. Write it down every day as much as you can. Um, and again, I, I use the imagination technique from Neville Goddard mm-hmm. as well, um, because he teaches that in his, in his, in his books. And I, and I keep, I keep it simple. I don't make like a big thing out of the, the imagination. I just keep it straight to the point. Right. Right. You know, like I, I held the check. Kept it simple with the amount that I needed. Kept right. it real simple. You know, I didn't go too crazy with it. And but with the leaving corporate America, um, I didn't really use my imagination too much on that. I was more like writing it down. Maybe I was. Maybe I maybe I did use it a little bit. I guess to me, freedom was like not being in the office cooped up right, in a cubicle, right, right. answering calls and dealing with inquiries and and different managers and bosses all day and whatever mm-hmm. you know i guess being free in the park i guess or walking the dog freely i don't know i use something that will signify me as being free right right you know which and makes sense but you know i'm really glad you share that because appropriately enough i think to close things out finally you know as the day gets darker you know we do eventually have to close at some point yeah, because we gotta get out of here <laughs> but do you think that affirmations, writing it down, wishful thinking and such, could that have worked? Or, no, nah, it's too late at this point, Duh, obviously. Do you think that could have worked for Kanye West when he made it clear that he wanted to be president at any point? The difference with Kanye is that he's already successful. So whatever he wants, he's going to get it. So he doesn't really need to use the system of affirmations as much because he's already successful. Mm-hmm. He can, he can get whatever he wants as far as him being president that listen, that was his own fault uh, for being late trying to file with all these different States on July 4th of all days. Yeah, I mean, come on now. Come on. Yeah. In the it's just too late. If he was serious, if he was serious about it, he would have done so way earlier. He would have did it last year. He didn't do so. That's his fault. Well, he did say it way back when at one of the VMAs he was going to run, but didn't do anything for it yeah. or towards it. This is the second time he said he will run and actually tried this time. But right, it was like, you know, when shit's already pretty much settled, it's you're that, too that, late. Hey, that, that, that's his fault on that. So I don't think it would have worked in that instance. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't mean that he can't still be president. I mean, anything is possible. There's always next time. He's still young it, enough. Anything is possible. But, um, I mean, the way how he went around it this time was... Yeah. was not smart. Now, do you think in any sense, let's just pretend he made it in time, he presented himself formally on a ballot as he should have way back when, do you think he would have had a chance? At this go-around, no. 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 I mean, hell, even Trump ran for president many times. Did and he? he didn't, and he didn't win until 2016, yeah. Like formally or officially? Yeah, he, I mean, he ran, but he didn't really gain any traction, so he dropped out. Hmm. He even had his own party, the Reform Party, back in 2000. Oh. But that didn't really go anywhere. I had no idea of that. Yeah, he, he, he's, run, he's run for president a couple of times, but it didn't really go anywhere. So what made this time different then? It was the right time. Hmm. It was the right time. And he, I guess Hillary he, he did too, everything, right? He did everything the way how he was supposed to do it. 
Hmm. Unlike Kanye, he did everything the way how it's supposed to be done. So there's still hope for Kanye if he comes yeah. around and maybe yeah. learns from his mistakes. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Hmm. I mean, I would think that he should run for like a, a um a lower office first. I don't think he should just be president. Mm-hmm. He should run for governor or mayor or Congress. He should do that first. Gain experience. Not everyone's going to be a Trump that they can just come in and become president without political experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You need political experience. Kanye or The Rock or whoever wants to run, celebrity wants to run, they need political experience. Trump is an exception to the rule. I was hoping, and I think— Trump came at the right time. He came at the right time with the right message. Right. That, too. That, too, I guess, yeah. Well, oddly enough, I would have hoped this would have been the time to get it done, but then I guess maybe 2024, who knows, we might still get, as people voting in, The Rock to actually vote. Oh, we got a friend over here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The Rock. Kanye might run again, but this time officially and as you should in advance in due time. And then who else would be left? I think there was. I mean, he needs to. He needs to mature first. He needs to gain experience. Mm -hmm. He needs government experience. If he's if he's that serious, gain government experience. To be taken seriously, you can't be having outbursts when you're dealing with foreign leaders. Yeah, like he has. Can we at least at least agree on one thing? Like, listen, you had Michelle Obama, first lady. Up until that point, I'd say easily the baddest of the first ladies or the most attractive of till that time, you know, in the Obama presidency. Then you have Melania, who, you know, people might just hate her because she's affiliated with Trump or whatever by default. But let's not deny the fact she is a very attractive woman. Yes. And easily took that from Michelle as the most attractive first lady of all time. Absolutely. Even though the White House couch had to suffer from all the ass Michelle had on her, <laughs> that big yeah. backyard of hers, yeah. you know, sitting on that thing, to Melania with, like, hey, practically no And Melania no needs to come out more. Melania needs to speak more. Mm. This is an election season. She needs to, to be out more. You think that would help Trump more now yes. at this point? Yes. Sympathy, I guess, per se? She needs to be out there more. We want to see more of her. Trust me. That, trust me. Trump supporters want to see more of her. Yeah, and she I needs to be out there more. Who I would have wanted to see as a first lady to make it clear too is if Kanye would have won, that would have been my whole agenda. Kim K as a first lady, with that perfectly sculpted ass. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine South Beach made ass? Can you imagine the White House couch would have been the property on eBay to collect right after that presidency is done? Unbelievable. I mean, that would have been cool. that would have been something else. Just like this would have been something spectacular. But it is something spectacular already because I'm me. I'm not I am mixed. I'm me who this, by the way, the host. So glad, so honored to have you on today. Thank you, man. Thank Appreciate you for it, the man. time. Yeah, man. Hopefully, even though the second presidential debate is, isn't is going to happen now at this point. No. We got a third one to look forward to, yeah, hopefully. we do. Uh, however, that settles itself. But hopefully we'll have you back on for more of your insides. Yeah, and definitely, man. To see what else he got to offer to us, man. Thank you so much. This is really fun, of course. But please, uh, so we can close out, please let them know where they can find you. Yeah, so find me on Twitter, Periscope at IMX24. Find me on YouTube at IMX. Twenty five thousand strong on Twitter. Join me today. Definitely.
And of course, something spectacular by me, who this misspelled, of course, S-P-I-C-T-A-C-U-L-A-R on all DSPs. That means digital streaming platforms or wherever you get the audio format of your favorite podcast. You'll find me as well, too. Something spectacular. Search that easily. Who this, of course, the acronym who's hearing out that intelligence pick speaking. You know that by now. Please. First, of course, audio will be out on the DSPs as need be, followed by the video, of course, with I Am Mix here right as well. I Am Mix 24, thank you. We'll have you back thank again you. soon enough in due time. Thank you again for the time. No problem, man. I appreciate it. I had a good time today. Awesome. Thank you, sir.